Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Carter Clark, who graduated from the Walton College in 2003 with degrees in small business and entrepreneurship and finance. He is now broker-owner of Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, and co-owner and operating manager of Advantage Title and Escrow. Carter, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you is because, one, you're an entrepreneur, and that's one of the strategic endeavors of the college. But, two, you have a really interesting path you've followed. And a short period of time, especially for, for your age. One I would like to start with is uh, an interesting story about you being told that you could never play collegiate basketball, and you did. You walked onto the Razorback basketball team and played from 1999 to 2001 for Coach Nolan Richardson. Would you mind telling me just a little bit about that story? Absolutely. Well, play is definitely a... Uh generous term, but I'll take it. <laughs> I was on the team and I knew my role and I, I loved the time there. So I was, uh, in high school, I was just a role player. I was a rebounder, defensive guy. I wasn't a scorer. I was not the star of the team by any stretch of the imagination. And so I did get an opportunity to play a little NAI school um, in Kansas City called Avila College. It wasn't the college experience. I was for Springfield, Missouri and always wanted to go to the University of Arkansas and be a, be a Razorback. And um, so I came down that summer. My high school basketball coach had always worked summer camps and all that sort of things for Coach Richardson. And so I called him and asked him if I could come uh, work camps with him. So my dad had a rule in college that we could only spend one summer at home, so I wasn't going to do it my first one. And uh, so I was on the road. And um, so I came down here, started working summer camps with, with Coach Richardson, Coach Stellick, Coach Anderson got to know those guys, and I'd work camps all day, and then at the end of the day, the team would play pickup, and all the campers would sit around and watch, and I just slowly worked my way into playing in those games with the guys and, and got to know the coaches through that summer camp experience. Um, so then when I came down to college, I pledged Simica fraternity, and I was the week of Midnight Madness, so that whole leading up to the first practice I had gone down, and just kind of worked my way into playing in some pickup games and getting to know the guys and getting to know the coaches and all that. And when walk-on tryouts came up, it was the, the Monday following Midnight Madness. And so that weekend I had gone with some of my fraternity brothers and we went down to Dumas to go dove hunting. And I got a call right when we pulled into Dumas and it was from Coach Stellick and he said, hey Carter, you want to be a Razorback? And I was like, well, yes, sir, I, I would love to and I'll be at walk-on tryouts on Monday. And he said, no, you've shown us through the through the summer and through the first part of this year that you've got what it takes to be a Razorback. You've shown up, you've worked hard without anybody asking, you've done all the things that we're looking for to walk on, and uh, you've got a spot if you want it. I said, well, Coach, that's an absolute honor, but I just pulled into Dumas, Arkansas, and I was planning on being back Monday. He said, well, can you drop everybody off and get back up here? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> so I dropped the other three guys off at a gas station on the side of the road in Dumas, told them to figure out how to get home. And uh, I turned around and hightailed it back up to Fayetteville and made it right in time for uh, 
for Midnight Madness, and I, d- I didn't get to practice that day, but I did the next, so it was a lot of fun. What an experience. You'll remember that for the rest oh, of your life. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was a dream come true. Now, you've uh, while you were in school, while you were playing basketball and, and going to college, you didn't make life any easier for yourself. <laughs> During a Thanksgiving break you in 2000, you and your friend started a Christmas light hanging business. Is that right? Yes, sir. So it was interesting. It was probably still my favorite business that we ever had. Uh, so Blake Gross was my roommate. And uh, during the Thanksgiving break, all the students go home. And as an athlete, I didn't get to go home. And so I talked Blake into coming over and hanging out with me uh, for a couple of days during Thanksgiving break. We're sitting around trying to figure out how we can make a buck. And we thought up hanging Christmas lights. So the way it began literally was that we went to Hobby Lobby, got some construction paper and wrote Christmas lights installed and our cell phone numbers on it and some packing tape and went and put it in front of all the prominent neighborhoods in Northwest Arkansas. We probably put out six signs. It was it was just a mediocre effort. But by that, that first year, we hung 15 houses. Wow. And uh, we wound up as we grew uh, through the years. By the year we graduated, we hung 120 houses um, over that. It's basically from Halloween till the first week of December. I had rearranged my class schedule where I just went to class on Tuesdays and Thursdays during that first semester. And the rest of the time you were hanging lights? Or playing basketball. So I was, I'd go to class all day, Tuesday, Thursday. We both had our schedules set. So at three o'clock I'd go to oh basketball. We'd hang lights all night at, at, at businesses. We'd hang them all during the day at houses. And then we'd hang Friday, Saturday. We'd have a, we'd usually have a basketball game on Saturday. You, you really are a motivated person. I, I, I enjoyed it, you know, I enjoy them. Now, your, your friend continued in the business in Tulsa, is that right? Right. So when we, so he had started a landscape company in Tulsa when he was in high school, and he had grown it to a point that his dad stopped what he was doing and took over the landscape company whenever he came to college. And then I started in the real estate business right out of college. And so I kept doing what we were doing here, and he had taken the Christmas light idea and did it back in Tulsa and he's still doing it today. He's got 17 crews. He hangs an unbelievable amount of lights. I think he'll do $650,000, $700,000 worth of Christmas lights. Just in a few weeks. In, in a month, basically. Well, you, well, on top of this, while you were in college, you were also buying rental properties, is that right? So when I was in college, I, um, I taught my, my mom into co-signing on a loan for a a house and so I bought a house uh, with my now business partner and um, so I bought a house and rented it to my roommates that was my um, junior year of college um, how did you even know to do that I really don't know I, somebody asked me that the other day and I just we were friends and he was in real estate he's 10 years older than me and I was always interested in uh, I was more interested in how to make money, I think, than than anything. And we were spending money on rent going nowhere. And um, my grandfather had had rental properties, and I think it was just interesting to me. And so instead of paying somebody else, I figured, why not pay myself and, and get some roommates to help? And so I did that my junior year, and um, Brandon and I uh, started working together at Maxine's when I turned 21, and... Um, I, I would, uh, so we started buying rental properties together and, um, 
we bought first a little duplex and then we bought some townhouses and then we bought a sixplex and then we bought a fourplex and so when I graduated college I had we had 13 or 14 rental units um, by the time I graduated in 03 and so that's kind of what got me interested in in uh, the real estate world was just that experience in college and Brandon and I buying rental properties together kind of what got me going in it. Now, I know uh, later, several years later, you purchased the Weikert Realtors franchise and <clears throat> you grew it to about 75 agents by 2009, just in a couple of years. I want to talk about that. And then you merged with the Griffin Company which is now Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Would you tell me that story? Sure. So um, the way I got into real estate is I obviously got a degree in small business and entrepreneurship, and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur by nature. And, um, and so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, I knew I wanted to have my own business, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so um, Brandon was look, working at a large independent real estate company in town, uh, his mother had owned a real estate company for 40 years, so he had kind of grown up around it. He had his real estate license, and um, and so I just thought, you know, I don't know what I want to do out of college. Why don't I go get my real estate license, and, and we'll keep buying investment properties, and I enjoy it until I figure out what I want to do with my life. So I went um, to where he was working at the time, and I told him I want. I spoke with the manager, and, and I told him I wanted to get my real estate license. And I wanted to see if they had a spot that I could come work there. When I did, I went in there and they told me I was too young, didn't know enough people, and would never make it in this business. And I said, okay. Uh -oh. So I called Brandon and I said, uh, we're going to start a real estate company. He said, why? Just come over here and let's just, you know. So I told him what they said and he knew we were going to start a real estate company. And so we started just the two of us, Clark Along and Associates, in 2003. Didn't. We opened the business about two weeks before I actually got my real estate license. We had a real estate business and didn't even have a license yet. It, looking back, it was it's crazy to think about now because when we started it, we had a business plan. We each put in $19,000 and had a business plan that we could be open for a month or a year. And there's no way now looking at it that it was a feasible business, but I think we failure wasn't an option you know we were going to put our head down and we were going to go to work every day and we we're going to figure out what it took um to be successful and i think his company that he was at saying that just gave me that much more motivation to try to figure out how to do it how to do it well and so we started hiring um some people uh the second year so we waited a year to see if we could figure it out make it learn the business a little bit Oh five, we started growing a little bit. We had probably ten agents. I was doing a lot of production. Brandon was doing a lot of production, um, and then the then the crash hit. And so, mid crash, we knew we needed more tools, more systems, more ways to recruit, train, grow our business. So we started looking at different franchise opportunities, and that's when we found Weikert. So Weikert had just started franchising in two thousand and three, but. We bought the franchise in 2007. We were the second franchise in the state of Arkansas. 
And when we did that, we just bought in. We took everything that he had and we started trying to duplicate it. So he had a real estate school to start bringing in new agents. We started a real estate school. He had a um, referral business where agents that wanted to retire or get out of real estate, but they wanted to keep their license active, could have a place to have their license and still refer business in from their sphere of influence. So we started a referral company. And then we just started all these, these things just kind of following the model that he had not obviously to the scale, but we bought in 100% to what he was doing and knew that we needed it. You know, at that time, we didn't have any money at all. I mean, we had cashed out two credit cards to pay our franchise fee. You know, we were we were doing everything it took to survive, and Gary Griffin and Philip Taldo have been in business since 79 uh, with the Griffin Company, and large independent, probably the third largest independent in the state. And so right after I come back from Weikert, uh, we hadn't been doing it for six months. And I walked into Gary's office and I said, hey, Gary, just want to let you know we just bought this Weikert franchise. If you guys ever think about doing anything, let me know. So he just kind of brushed me off, shooed me out of the office. And that year we grew up to about 80 agents. And they went from about, I don't know, 100 agents down to about 80 agents. And so a year later, I called him back up and we started talking. And that's how we, we merged in uh, to December of 2009. So 10 years ago when we merged and, and started the Griffin Company. And so currently... You all are the number two, well, the Weikert Franchise Company is number two in the nation. How many agents do you all have right now? So right now we have 220 agents. So we have offices in Fort Smith, Fayetteville, Springdale, and Bentonville. And yeah, we've, we've, we're the number two Weikert uh, franchise company in the nation. There's one in Orlando that has 20 offices that's beating us, but we're hot on their trail. We're going to catch them. What do you think has been the key to growing that business? I think a lot of it is the professionalism and we're, you know, we're a Christian-based organization. We believe in Christian principles and we um, we treat everybody with honesty and integrity and, and treat them fairly and we believe, we do the same thing with our agents and our customers and we believe, I believe that that's helped us more than anything. You know, we got faith in what we're doing and we're, we're working at it every day and we're treating people right, and we're giving them the tools it takes to be successful. It's unique in the real estate business, believe it or not, the amount of training that we do to get them up to speed. We've started a couple programs that are pretty unique in real estate. We um, we started one back in about 2012. We tried a salaried agent program, and it's been talked about in real estate business forever and ever and ever, and, and nobody's found a way to make it successful. And so we kind of, we had a guy that was going to leave us and go work on a car lot. And I was, and every day I'd walk in the office and there was a truck brokerage firm upstairs. And they're making a salary, a, a small salary for the most part, and they're just booking truckloads all day. And I'm sitting here thinking, why can't we do a similar thing in real estate where you get people in the habit of being successful doing the activities and create a culture of activities. And so we started this salaried agent program where basically we had somebody on salary that was a newer agent and we just did all the activities it takes to be successful. So they had to make so many phone calls, they had to talk to so many people in their sphere of influence, so many open houses, do all these activities. And it was a six month program basically to get them in the habit of doing it and then they roll off as an independent contractor. And how did you come up with that idea? Was it just through just your... Just walking in the office and not having anybody there. And the other thing is the average age of real estate agents is growing, and the average age of buyers is shrinking. So you have this larger gap between um, buyers and the agents they're working with. And I got to... And 
the majority of people in America need a paycheck every two weeks. And the, the idea of jumping into a commission-only business is so scary for so many people. Even if they got the belief that they can do it and they'd be successful in it, the idea of going to commission only when they're used to a paycheck every two weeks is almost overwhelming. And so I just felt like there was a ton of sales potential people out there that weren't getting in our industry because of the scary factor of, of getting into a commission-based job. And so it was a way to kind of overcome that, and it was also a way to overcome the age gap where if you're coming out of college, you need a paycheck. You need something to kind of get you going until you figure it out to where you can do it and a six-month reserve isn't available to a, your average 25, 29, even 35-year-old sometimes. And so it kind of fills that gap to where they can have the confidence knowing that I have the tools, I have the resources to be successful and I'm going to go forward with it. Now in 2012, you started Advantage Title and Escrow. Tell me a little bit about that. So um, that's another thing that Mr. Weikert has. He's got a title business, and, and we were approached by some people to, to get in the title business, and part of what we do as a real estate company is all customer-centric. And, and so we talked about it, and the way that you can control the best customer experience is the more pieces of the experience that you can control. And so we we got into the title business, and it was another startup, right? It was just Dan Gott, who's our president. We had one closer. We're in a little tiny office over in Johnson. He's sweeping out roly polies every day <laughs> to, before customers came in. And, uh, you know, we've grown that business organically and, and kind of with just good people, kind of the same mindset that we have in the real estate business is created a, create an environment to where people want to work, that it's a good place to grow, that there's opportunities. Uh, it's interesting, I was downstairs reading around the walls, Sam Walton's 10 Rules of Business, and, and so many of those, um, you know, not that I got them written on my wall in my office or anything, but just thinking through them, how much, you, how much I learned from being here in the Walton College and seeing those downstairs and how many times I walked by them in the hall and, uh, how a lot of that's come to fruition through the businesses that I'm a part of now and uh, how they've, how that was instilled in college that you don't even realize it, just talking through the entrepreneurial aspect of what Sam Walton did and the way he treated people and the way he grew Walmart from five and dime to what it is today, <clears throat> I think has, has a lot of impact. But our title business, we've grown from just that one office in Johnson to, uh, we have six offices now. So they're Hot Springs, Hot Springs Village, Fort Smith, Fayetteville, Springdale, and Bentonville. On top of that, you are the, on the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation Board, Cancer Challenge Board, and you're, so you're still extremely busy in all kinds of things. Yes, sir, and I'm married and have two kids. So that, <laughs> that probably keeps me busier than anything. And I know you, uh, earlier, you were on the Dean's Alumni Advisory Council. So what advice do you have for our students? For most of the students that I talk to now that come into my office, whether it's as um, interested in a career in real estate or um, I've been um, working with some as a mentor and, and some different things, and the biggest thing is 
I think don't be afraid. Don't be fearful of what the future holds. And I think there's so many, and it might be an entrepreneurial mindset of, um, there's le- I have less fear of failure, you know, and, and, and I'm not afraid to go out and fail if I'm going at it hard and believing what I'm doing. And I think that a lot of people coming out of college just have a fear of failure. And I would say put that to the side and just go go win. Go figure out how to overcome it. Go figure out how to jump past any hurdles that you have and go, go get what you want instead of sitting back and waiting for somebody to hand it to you because it's not going to happen. Everybody doesn't get a trophy in real life. Well, one thing that's very clear from your experience you did never sit back and wait for someone to give you something. The biggest thing is just don't be fearful of going into it. Be ready to overcome and not just sit back and wait for it to come to you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C Podcast, and now, Be Epic. Be Epic.